What is up guys, Amber Stewart here, and you are listening to Broken and Beautiful, the podcast. As always, I would like to thank each and every one of our listeners tuning in, wherever you are, your support means so much to me. Thank you. If everyone is interested in contributing financially to this podcast, you may do so by going to my listener support page, which I will have a link to in the about section of this episode. So first things first, this week we are going to be talking about yes and how to manage yes. But before into that, I would like to just jump right in to our two misconceptions that people have about disabled people that are false, and I am here to set the record right. Our first misconception are that people with disabilities are always in a childlike state and need others to decide what is best for them. Now, that is true for some type of disabled people, but it's wrong to say that all across the board, every disabled individual is in a child-like state and need other people to decide what is best. Not true for everybody. Only a small percentage of disabled people are not able to communicate or speak or tell you what they want and what they need. And that is very heartbreaking that some people who are so disabled cannot even Listen up, just right to speak or to be able to yes or no or anything. But there are some people, especially those that have certain developmental disabilities, who do not speak or tell you anything. And that is just so heartbreaking because. That would be my version of hell, honestly. Because if you have an itch, you can't tell anybody. If you're hungry, you can't tell anybody. If you feel that you're getting sick or well, hopefully they figure it out. But you can't tell them. Very, very, very sad. And uh, I'm sorry for 
everybody to live to Israel life without the ability to communicate. Right. Overall, most of us can eat and think for ourselves. And the majority of disabled people are not always in a child-like state. And if you assume that, then it's very aggravating for us because we just want to be treated like any other adult. And so that is the first misconception that every disabled person has a child-like state and needs other people to make decisions for them to have. That is true for some, but not all. And it would be best if you know automatically get to that assumption. Help you a person and find out they might be smarter than you. You just never know. Um, another misconception that people have about people with disabilities is that people with disabilities do not want to travel. And that is also not true for uh, most of us. There are some people who don't even have been. They are not the individuals I'm talking about. I'm talking about individuals who are disabled and yet still function in society. Those disabled people love But from my personal experience, it's not easy to travel because I have so much equipment. I have my ventilator, my other ventilator, my humidifier, my post oximeter, my feeding pump, um, my suction machines. I have to have so many things that are with me. Unless 
I have like a hundred pillows and I would rather sit in my wheelchair, but I'm not allowed to drive it on the airplane. Number two is they always break my wheelchair every time I fly because I literally watch them pick up my wheelchair and throw it over the airplane. They don't care that those are my legs and that I depend on my hair and that not many people can fix a wheelchair that is like mine. It is very high-tech. I'm trying to find somebody in another state to fix it in a nightmare in itself. So, how can we fix the whole traveling issue? Because so many disabled people love to travel, but we can't fly because we can't drive our wheelchair on the airplane. Well, I think a very simple solution is to allow all wheelchair users to drive our wheelchairs on the road on the plane and sit in our wheelchair for the duration of the flight. And then you just tie our chair down, just like they do in a van, a wheelchair accessible van. You just tie down the wheels. It's a very simple solution, but they still haven't done it. And until they do, I will be traveling by van and the train. I enjoy the train. However, I wish the villa place were near. It's very tight to get a power wheelchair for the villa place. But I really want it not easy. And that is another way to get dressed up. So, moving on, I just want to share my own personal travels that I have had with dealing with stress and how I find ways to manage that stress. I feel like there are several people in this world who believe that if you have a visibility that your life is nothing and that you basically just play around all day and do nothing should be nothing to society and that you're just sort of existing, so to speak. But that is not the case for many people with disabilities. There are some people that have jobs. There are so many people who have disabilities who have gotten married and have children of their own. But when you have a disability, you have different pressures than other people who do not have a disability. So the things that ultimately stress me out probably wouldn't stress you out at all. Like when the caregiver calls out at the last minute and I am scrambling trying to find someone to fill her spot. Or 
man, I don't hear other man metaphor that flies and they miss half of my other and then I don't have the right surprise for a whole week for something like that. She over here probably really serious me out. I can always have self-care, so if you are behind me, just get over here. She over here me out. But it's more serious now. I have things that stress me out that are different from you because I have to place my life in the hands of other people every single day. And sure, that it's saying them and Jesus, I'm going to make it through that day. And they're a simple thing that has happened over the years. Simple, close, close. I feel like I may have a little bit of PTSD because I still of a time when the ventilator came just in that day and I passed out and I visited those incidents. And so these nurses come in and they let me just the first time and it's because I've had people hurt me. Mostly, I didn't touch you. I've had I see people who were literally not, not nice to me, but my stress is every day. And it's just simply the fact that I am not in control of my life. God is, and I have to let go and let him know whatever his will is for my life. And she said that that whether you have a disability or not. But the thing about my situation is I have nursing and a and respiratory therapist and other medical that are in and out of my home all day, every day. I to make sure that this person might not show up today and I don't know what I'm going to do or get to be distressed of my health if I'm not feeling well. That's a big thing. Yes, I feel like if you are physically disabled but cognitive behind, I feel like we have it a little harder than those other people who are disabled mentally and physically because I can get in my head so bad. I can overthink anything. And I can come up with, you know, a million different scenarios for everything. And that's not good either. You just sit and think about, oh, yeah, am I sick? Do I feel okay? Is the nurse okay? Is everybody okay? So I try to sit that he's in a house full of female caregivers and not always is either. I came across this club by a man named Bill Phillips. Honestly, I don't know who he is. 
But anyway, this pickup says that is very profound. He said, this should be a powerful driving force, not an obstacle. And I really like that. That really was powerful for me. Because in life, we have to adapt, change, and we have to grow. And that's why we're here on Earth, is to learn and grow. And if we see something that is stressing us out, then we shouldn't run away. We should face it and say, what is stressing me out? And then, why is it stressing me out? And finally, we should ask ourselves if there is anything that I can do to make this not stress me out. Yes, was it made to for us? It was created to help us grow into something better. And nobody can live a life without you. Yes. I don't care if you're physically disabled, mentally disabled, all of you, all of us. But it's not a single human on Earth who has lived a stress-free life. But God does tell us that we should not worry. In Matthew 6, 26, it says, Look, at the birth of the air, they neither sell nor wait nor ever into bonds, and yet their heavenly father sees them. Are you not of more value than they? Absolutely. We have more value than the birds, but God takes care of all birds outside, and He can take all of us for us too. Another passage in Matthew 6 verse 34, it says, Therefore, do not worry about the man, for the man will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And I realize that I can say all these positive things and try to do uh, a good Emotional and trying to lift your spirit, but sometimes the stuff is just overwhelming. And I have dealt with that myself. I sometimes in the and it's not fun. And I take anxiety meditation every day. It sort of helps me to. Yes, at a healthy level of heart. And there is nothing wrong with taking medicine if you have a lot of anxiety. There's nothing wrong with taking medication if you fight your way. So dealing with anxiety really shouldn't be looked at differently. From that, it's a part of your body suffering and receiving meditation. There is no shame in that whatsoever. I also take medical marijuana for anxiety. I think it 
primarily for pain, but there are times I've taken it for my anxiety, and it helps. And I am a firm believer that God gave us natural medication like marijuana to use for certain ailments. But it's important to realize that anytime this comes into your life, it is a new opportunity for you well, as a person. I love how Albert I'm said it about that time. Why it's a hazard as well to talk to in the middle of difficulty lies opportunity. And that really is true. And if you've ever died through any sort of a, you know, a health battle or a health crisis, you should probably relate to that. That opportunity always exists behind or in the middle of difficulty. So, for example, if I have a nurse who is struggling to move me from one area of my house to another area of my house, I try to come up with a different plan. And usually it makes it easier for everyone involved, including myself. And I end up not so stressed about it. So, while I am not a professional, I will tell you what I do when I am really stressed out and can't handle much more. I turn on my music. And I fully believe that music is so healing. And I turn my music and blast it through the whole house. And my hair's got a sometimes. There it's beneficial to keep your mind as active as you possibly can. Then you won't have time to stress out about the smaller things or even the bigger things. My motto in life is if you don't like it, change it. And if it's here, change it, accept it, and move on. And I think that more people would be there in every aspect of life, the world would be a much stressful place today. I once wrote a book called People Can Only Drive You Crazy If You Give Them The Tea. And that really stuck with me, that book, because it helped one to understand that your surroundings shouldn't dictate your own personal peace. And honestly, that was always something that I have 
personal issue. Yeah, so that's how I, I feel like I'm an empath. And what that means is that I can feel other people's energy. So I have in that if my nurse comes in and she's really happy, then I'm going to be so happy. But if my nurse comes in and she's not happy, she's going to be a terrible nurse. And that's not healthy to think like that. Because what other people do is not my concern. I won't have to answer what anybody else does, but I won't answer for my own actions and behavior. And I am still learning. I am still learning. The world is not done with me yet. And energy, and 
resources to present you with the best sounding podcast as I can. I often tend to be my worst critic, and I think most people are like that. We're so hard for ourselves, but try not to be so hard on yourself, because everybody needs ice. Well, I'm a human, we all make mistakes, and we all need Jesus, and we just feel like we are accepting and loved for who we are. So hey, if nobody tells you they love you, because I love you. I don't know who's listening, but I love you. And if you need me, you can reach out to me via email. Broken underscore beautiful at yahoo.com and I will wrap this up and talk to you guys next week. Thank you. Bye guys.